Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, episode 59, Talk and Chop podcast. Uh, Coach Chop is wearing a do-rag uh, headband, and his hair, I mean, it's straight. It's straight flow there, <laughs> Coach. How, how's yeah. your hair? How you doing there? Man, I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I got that. I got the flow going, and it's getting to a point where I can't really contain it. It's taking on a life of itself. So, uh, got a couple headbands, trying it out, trying to look out. Um, yeah, man, feeling feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty young right now with this hairstyle. Yeah, you got the Justin Turner uh, look going. Uh, shout out JT. Hope he's doing well. He got hit yesterday, uh, uh, hit by a pitch, but uh, I, I do think he is all right. He's going to bounce back, no fractures. Um, uh, but y- you got that look going, and and I dig it, brother. Um, it, it's good to see you. Uh, catch the listener up to speed on on the high school team. I know you were uh, you were in the thralls of a, a bit of a slump uh, last week. How are we doing? How's the team? Yeah, we, uh, we've had three games since we last talked, and uh, we've won two of them. We beat a really, really good Salrita team, uh, seven to four. They always are very well coached, and they they play the game with a tremendous spirit. So that was a real challenge for us. Um, beat that club, then we beat another really good club in Walden Grove. These are two bigger schools. Our our beginning of our our season is all big schools. We're a small school, so we beat Salrita seven to four. We beat Walden Grove six to one. Played two really great games. And then we played a 5A school, which is an even bigger and better school, senior-laden team, uh, a team that's undefeated, and uh, they have a real good shot of potentially winning state in their division. And we jumped on them. They they got up, up to nothing. We came back, responded with seven unanswered, including mm. a double squeeze uh, and a little league inside the park home run. And uh, got up seven to two. And to their credit, in the bottom of the fifth, um, with that lead, they responded. They put together some great at bats. They have just an amazing lineup. And uh, they ended up beating us. Uh, it ended up being 13 to seven. We had a seven to six lead in the sixth inning. We got a guy on third with nobody out and we didn't score him. And as you know, that momentum of not scoring led right into their bottom of the sixth. Pretty cool. We tried to steal home, which is epic. Always epic. Uh, my, my two hole, my two hole hitter struck out. My three hole hitter struck out, and my leadoff guy was on third. And he goes, "Coach, I think I can get him with a delay steal, bro." And I said, "Go for it, dude! Like, let's go! I got love stuff like that." Um, and uh, no, but to their credit, they came back and, like I said, they're a really good team. But I'm really proud of our group too. We we forced them to uh, to respond in a way that they did. So I'm proud of our guys, and I'm proud of their group too. But we're playing really good baseball. We really turned a corner. We've grown, cl- we've grown closer as a family, and uh, I'm really, really, really pleased with where we're at um, as a club and as a family. Uh, I want to unpack that turn in the corner thing with you. I dropped a video on my social medias yesterday about the grind and how grinding and battling um, is is the win. Like that is the win. If you're if you're thinking big picture, if you're thinking hey, these experiences that these kids are going through and and teaching them to battle and grind through it is going, it's priceless, that experience. It breeds confidence. And down the road, when it really matters and they're having real world problems, uh, they're going to look back on this. They're going to use this. Uh, how how are your kids, uh, you know, practically speaking, how are 
how are you teaching grind? How are you, um, how are you helping them and nurturing them to turn the corner? Yeah, the term we like to use is process over results. So it's it's having a good sound process day in and day out and not worrying about the result of that day as far as the game's concerned. Uh, you try to extract whatever growth you can. If it doesn't go your way, how was your pulse? How was your heart rate? Um, where was your pregame mentality? Uh, were you able to stay calm in these tough moments? So really, if you look through that lens of winning and learning like we talk about all the time, you're going to continue to get better. And then in, in the, you won't get into a state of frustration or fear or lamenting things. It's like, hey, I, I didn't execute there. I can learn from it. I'm going to be better for it. And when I talk about our club turning the corner, last week we kind of had a heart-to-heart. We were one in five, and we had a really bad practice. Hmm. And after the practice, I said, boys, we're carrying ourselves like we're five and one. Um, we're not. We're one in five. We have to have a sense of urgency. We have to have a better process. Do it for yourselves. Do it for each other. And if we do that, we'll be where we want to be at the end of the year. But to come in with a one in five record and not have any sort of urgency or any sort of like accountability, you're not you're not allowing yourself to grow. So they took that to heart. They had a players only meeting. I said, hey, we're going to leave. You guys don't go home until you guys either commit to each other or phone it in. And we can turn this into just sunshine and lollipops and I'll bring cotton candy every day and we can, you know, um, go that route. But if you guys want to be great, like you got to You got to come up with some standards. So they that's what I mean by turning the corner. And like I said, it's been incredible from that moment on. Like we keep this up. It's going to be pretty special. Yeah, I found that hard to. Hard to teach, hard to get out of a, a a teenager is that sense of urgency. And um, uh, I'm guessing that kind of led to the bad practice. There's just a, a communal lack of of urgency, uh, not reading the room, uh, just going through the motions. Did you have a fountain? Do we have a shout out to a, to a, a specific fountain or two that has taken it upon themselves to uh, pump this team up? I mean, yeah, we've got two co-captains uh, at the real Bubba Mustang uh, and Andres Castro. Those are our captains. And then we've got just a a plethora of characters. You know, Johnny Shines, Thor Jr., you know, up and down the line there. Max Hendricks has been a tremendous addition to this club with his energy. And um, my son, Mike Chop, he's he's a freshman and he's blowing me away with what he's doing. He's hitting like 480 leading the team in average and on base percentage. It's just like he put it on himself in the preseason to get after it and get in the gym at five 30 in the morning and take extra swings. And, you know, for any of our listeners out there, when you put in that level of work, that's an undefeated mentality. Like you get results when you grind and you do things that no one else are willing to do results come your way it's just the way it is you have a different level of confidence you carry yourself differently and it feels like the game of baseball rewards those who are willing to grind um so i'm really proud of my son man he's he's doing it dude now he now he's a little heavy on courting people so he's got to tone down the court we have kangaroo court and he's always looking to court teammates so it's like mike you gotta 
got to tone down the court. He's really looking to prosecute his brothers, but uh, <laughs> it's overall top, top to bottom. It's just a great group. Uh, it really is. Love it. Good. Well, uh, I, I, it sounds like uh, things are on the up and up and, and the, the one in five start uh, it, it, that's a lot of learning, not much winning. So uh, you can either lose or you can learn and, and hopefully they, learn from it, get a little tougher, get a little stronger. And I love that word grind. I just love, oh, I love that word. Um, today, uh, we've got a, a loyal Patreon joining us in a few minutes. Coach Josh, uh, he's uh, a, a follower, a listener of the pod. And um, uh, he's also done a lot of coaching. And we're just going to chat about what's going on in his world and, and, and how, He's become a better coach, and and hey, I think uh, from from these Patreons that have called in and and chatted with us for a little bit, I'm becoming a better coach because I'm getting a a better sense of uh, a bigger picture. Uh, you know what what are umpires going through? What what are what are these league uh, presidents? You know, uh, battling with with trying to get coaches on board. So so many different things you're trying to figure out, uh, but coaching youth baseball and coaching youth sports, as I've said before, I think it's one of the most important things uh, out there to do. And most of the time you're just volunteering your time for it, but it's that impact that you get. I got a nice note from a, a coach, uh, one of my boots on the ground in Austin, Texas. And uh, he has explained to all of his kids, uh, his love for the Chicago Cubs and his love for Ryan Sandberg. And uh, he's got a leader. He's got a fountain on his team. Uh, a young boy that, that brought in a mint condition Ryan Sandberg card and said, Hey coach, I just want to let you know um, what you're doing. Uh, it, it, it's changing lives and it's just, you're, you're a great man. So uh, how cool is that? Right. Just the best. Love that. That's as cool as Ryan Sandberg. I'd say so. Cool. I'd say so. <laughs> um, a, a big night tonight. It's, it's the beginning of, Oh Yeah baseball classic the world baseball classic the wbc i'm fired up about this uh and the the pool play is happening in four locations you got taiwan you got tokyo you got phoenix and you got miami and uh, i just wanted to uh, throw some shout outs uh, a couple friends of the pod uh, are in the uh world baseball classic daniel bard is pitching for Team USA. Go get him. Uh, some guy named Mookie Betts. Uh, he was uh, oh, on the pod. Go listen to that great interview. Uh, Mike Trout, um, who has not been on the pod yet, but I think he will. I think <laughs> he will soon. Uh, Ian Kinsler, uh, friend of the pod. He is the manager of Team Israel. Uh, Freddie cool. Freeman's playing for Canada. Uh, I I'm really excited about this Dominican Republic. <laughs> this DR team. I mean, the pitching staff alone, uh, Sandy, Alcantara, Javier, Cueto, Soto, J-Rod, Jeremy Pena, Machado, Devers, like, wow. And, I mean, they, they lost Vladdy Jr. Uh, he got hurt, but um, good luck uh, if you're facing them. And in their pool in Miami, you got Puerto Rico. They got Javi. They got Lindor. Yachty is their manager. Um, nice. You got Venezuela. Uh, Kinsler's going to have his hands full uh, over there uh, with Israel and Nicaragua. 
Uh, Team USA is playing in Phoenix. They got Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. Uh, Shohei, man. Shohei and uh, you, Darvish, playing for Team Japan. Pretty excited Oof. to see uh, what they can do over there. Uh, and then over in Taiwan, you got uh, the Netherlands. You got Cuba. Mike Piazza, manager for Team Italy. Kind of excited about that. So That's pretty cool. Uh, pretty yeah. dialed in. So that's the World Baseball Classic. Um, but without further ado, our loyal Patreon, our guest today on episode 59, it's Coach Josh. Uh, how about snaps? Snaps for Coach. Coach Josh, where where do we find you today? Where are you? I took the day off from school, so I'm at the house today. I love it. Uh, what town are you in these days? I'm in Mansfield, Texas, so just outside Arlington. I love it. I love it. And uh, for the listener, if you're not watching on YouTube, he's got one of the coolest shirts I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, it just it straight <laughs> up says rub dirt on it. Uh, just rub a little bit of dirt on it. And and, and that's, that's right. that speaks to our theme of the day, which is grind, grinder. Mm. Um, Coach Josh uh, in Texas, when did you hear about this podcast, brother? Oh, man, I was uh, just happened across it, basically. Um, I do a lot of side business and uh, was just looking for a new podcast over baseball, and this one popped up. And so I got in about mm, 10 or 11 episodes in. And I love it. Just keep rolling with it every week. Love it. Favorite I love thing. that. I love it, Coach. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we're just going to call you Coach. Rub some dirt on it. Uh, that's your nickname <laughs> for sure. Uh, I, 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 you sent me a, a an email with kind of uh, how you've planted your boots in the ground there near Arlington. But give the listener a sense of you know what your coaching uh, background is. Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, well, I mean, like a lot of guys, I played in uh, high school, youth, high school, went on to uh, D3 school here in Texas, and well, I made it about a semester and decided that I was going to go on and just keep working on school stuff, and so uh, then got into umpiring high school stuff, uh, kind of stay around it after I got out of college, and then the uh, had my own kids and daughter got involved in soccer and softball and everything. So we went, spent a lot of time with the YMCA. Um, and then my son coached him up through T-ball and things like that. And we got involved with a little bit of travel ball the last couple of years and bouncing back and forth between travel ball and the rec league, um, kind of for a lot of the things you guys discussed. Mm -hmm. So it was a good fit for us to have a discussion with him and um, the organizations around here. And after listening to y'all, I took a lot of time into really paying attention to what the coaches for those travel ball teams were like, what was going to be a good fit um, and became very cognizant of that just really after listening to you guys. So appreciate that. Oh, Thanks, absolutely. Coach. And Chopper, this is, this is your area with travel ball. So I'll, I'll send it your way. Yeah, it's it's really important. I think sometimes parents get caught into the trap of like, oh, that team's winning a lot, right? But like, who are you putting your kid around? Like, what kind of language do they speak? 
what tone, what are their, what are their goals? What are their motives? Are they just trying to collect talent and win games at, at a young age? Or are they really trying to pour into the spirit of your child? Like, don't just look at wins and losses. In fact, if I were me, like, that's the last thing you should look at. Like who is around your kid? Who are you putting in your child's circle of influence? So coach, I love that you said that coach. That's, that's critically important. And the, the more of us as parents that we can be mindful of, we say it all the time, coach ballgame, like we're trying to win these kids hearts and we want them to be good quality humans and have empathy and love for others and be great. We're not saying you can't be great, but be great at everything, including your character. Right. Yeah. And that was something that was a, a hard lesson for, us is we were on a highly competitive team you know as a nine ten year old um, winning a lot of games but uh, it just became a lot of stress for a nine and ten year old kid and so uh, built up a lot of anxiety and things so we were like man we got to kind of search out a different spot where it's not going to be so so intense so yeah yeah no I, doubt. Uh, my son go ahead go ahead coach no, no, I um, I was just going to say that that the, the fact that you sniffed that out uh, speaks to the lens that you're looking through, and that's the lens we try and look through is is big picture. Uh, you know, what kind of a a, a big brother or a father or, or a, a server of of his community is your son going to be uh, in ten years? That that's the lens you're looking through, and and then what kind of passion are they going to have when they're seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old for the game? Uh, so, you know, you're saving his baseball life by, uh, by doing that jobber. No, yeah, I agree. I, I was just going to say Boaz uh, had a big football tournament this last weekend. And like I said, we've talked about, he's a quarterback and he's, he's really good. But the cool thing about him is when he throws an interception, he doesn't, he's just like, okay, like he's totally fine. And that's what I'm most proud as a father. He told me uh, they won this last tournament last weekend, which is great. Um, not saying winning's bad, it's not, but uh he goes, Hey dad, he goes, when I get really nervous, I pee myself a little bit. And I'm like, hey, Bo, that's okay, dude. Like that's you know, like you don't look nervous, but it's just really funny that he just had to share that nervous his nervous move is uh he's got a, he's very hydrated, we'll say that's good. <laughs> well, I, I like that he was open enough to tell you that, you know. I mean that that that's, so that speaks to your your fatherhood, man. You you're you're uh we're best buds. Yeah, you're you're setting up this this community. Hey, let's have an honest relationship here. Yeah, uh, let, just tell me anything. I mean, I, I think that's that's huge, and and that that that's something yeah. that kids, in, you know, at 11, 12 years old in travel ball, maybe they're not as honest as they'd like to be with their dad. You know, maybe they're afraid. Yeah. Uh, Coach Josh, have, uh, any horror stories, any things that 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 that, that kind of have kind of gotten loud to you and, and, uh, and made you say, mm, I need to share this podcast with that group of, of people. Yeah. I mean, uh, just having been on the walk that we've been on the last few years, then that was a big deal. I mean, some of the episodes that you guys have done that was the most, uh, impactful and made me want to share it were the ones, you know, where you talked about dealing with parents, you talked about um, loud coaching and the stern but loving tones, things like that. And that's, I mean, I'm a big guy. Um, I teach third grade. And so it's kind of fearful for these like eight-year-olds to come around me, especially because I'm the first guy they've had in school. But, and so I kind of get this rap of being that type of guy, but, you know, 
I'm really a very quiet person. I'm a very soft person. And so when it comes to coaching, I'm not one of those loud guys, things like that. And so it, um, those three episodes really affected me. And I sent it to some other guys that I coach with or coach other teams and leagues and was like, man, you got to listen to this because they're kind of the same way. Um, my wife is also an educator. So we just kind of sit back in the stands where those people that kind of laugh at, you know, when people are getting all riled up over an eight-year-old, nine-year-old's baseball um, failure or success okay. at that. Yeah. We kind of laugh about that. And they're just like, I mean, they're, we want them to have fun, um, you know, but a lot of it's just been uh, sharing those things. And then, you know, looking at the lens of where our current youth league is here in Mansfield, where we are. You know, we've uh, here in North Texas, it's it's a pretty dominant game. It's a high price to pay for a lot of people, you know, tons of travel teams. And so uh, I've kind of ex shared and expressed with our local league, like some things have to change um, with even the way that the local leagues are, because it's sad when you get an email like we had to kick a parent out of a rec league game for for a nine-year-old or 10-year-old or things like that. I mean, you know, we got to just, like y'all guys preach, we just got to try to change that culture around um, wherever we are. And well, so and I, I think I, that's what it's going to take. What... Yeah, I think that's what it's going to take is a, is, is, a, is a man of your size, a big man. Uh, you know, you think of Benny the Jet Rodriguez in the Sandlot, like the best player in the town He's going to be the bully. He's going to be the one that that drinks the Kool Aid and and weans the the Smalls out. No, he embraced Smalls. He brought him in. So when a parent that's yelling in a nine year old game sees a big man like Coach rub some dirt on it, being kind and and approaching failure in a loving, nurturing way, and seeing big picture, uh, not getting all riled up. I think that's what it's going to take. I think it's going to take that that visual of them seeing that over and over and over again, uh, and then th that that's how we do it. Like Chopper, another big dude that you know could totally be central casting for yelling coach of the year, but he's not. He's he's the guy that 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 passes out a, a mint or a smarty or or something. You know, at when they get to third base and 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 tries to tries to keep keep the situation calm um so I, I, I there was no question there i just wanted to uh throw that your way you're doing it you're what you're changing the culture just by you being you we're trying and that's one of the things like i'm i'm considering like man my kids are getting into the upper years of the teenage and uh or the youth leagues and so i'm like man i I want to go back and start with one of those five-year-old teams and yeah. make it as much fun as it can be and use those things that I've heard you guys talk about. And just, uh, you know, one of the guys I coached with this year, my favorite thing about him was before every game, he was like, go out there, have fun, make mistakes. And then most of all, I love you. And he yelled that across the field, okay. you know, in front of everybody. I mean, there are people who are listening and it's uh people that want it to be that way it's just got to keep the movement going so yeah praise that. should be heard yeah, yeah praise should be heard and constructive criticism should be one-on-one -on -one. 
exactly. and it should always be even in that it has to be intentional as far as make sure you tell little Jimmy you like his shoes first so that he doesn't feel attacked and then hey can you try to do x y or z whatever the coaching component is and then finish it with hey I love you dude you're the best um but yeah the praise has got to be loud and the and the criticism has got to be quiet and still positive you know and that phrase right there is something I've even taken back to my own classroom at the elementary school I'm like man I heard this guy say this on this podcast it's got to be it's got to be loud and then I do it you know, I criticism one-on-one. And so uh, that's something I've even just taken back and applied to all the other eight and nine-year-olds in my life that I'm with every single day. And Good so job, I pre- Coach. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's great awesome. job. Well, I, and what that does is I think it, it, it transcends uh, just one certain type or one personality and, and really reaches all the different types. Last night, you know, we had our final Sandlots, advanced Sandlot, a lot of 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. And the week prior, I was blown away. Like, we played a, a scrimmage game, and there were double plays, almost triple plays. Like, it was really, really sharp. And these kids don't play travel ball. A lot of them don't even play Little League. They're in blue jeans. Uh, but when you paint this picture of uh, – I love you unconditionally, uh, no matter your failures, fall flat on your face. That's how you're going to learn. Uh, and when when all the different personalities pick that up, even the kids that are really hard on themselves, and we have a, had a few of those last night, man, you've got eight other people that are giving that kid a fist bump because they, they've opened their eyes and their ears, and they're listening to all the other personalities, and they know that kid's tough on themselves. So um, at, at no point – uh have we even talked about hitting technique or or backspin on a ball it's so much more than that so uh coach josh we'll close with this do you have any questions for us you know anything that comes up in your practices or uh when when you're uh traveling with your kiddos uh, what what do you got for us you know um i've just taken a lot of the things that you guys have talked about and uh tried to just share them with my kid and his friends and so uh i mean i'm there's nothing that jumps out as at me as far as the question goes but um all those ideas you guys throw out each and every week and i mean i got my journal that i'm putting stuff down in and bringing it back and so i just appreciate all you guys everything you guys do so honored awesome man that's so good well i i know i'll be in dallas at the uh, end of November. So uh, uh, that, that'll that be my Texas swing is is the week after Thanksgiving. So I uh, got to see you there and uh, in the Dallas Sandlot and meet you, shake your hand, but uh, keep doing, keep doing it. You're doing a great job. And, and I really thank you for, for uh, supporting the pod and, um, uh, you know, keeping Tommy G's lights on, man. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Trying to do so. Yeah, uh, thank you, Coach. I appreciate what you're doing on the field and in the classroom. Thank you for right. working with those babies and keep doing it, man. You're impacting lives. Great job. Right. Thank you. You, you Thanks, guys. Coach. Thank y'all. a boy. Coach, rub Coach some dirt Josh. on it. Let's go. Coach Josh, a.k.a. rub some dirt on it. Uh, and I love it. it. I love uh, that he is a big, burly man, uh, and he's a third-grade teacher. Like, like kids need that. They need, they need that uh, – male uh figure that can be loving they, they need to yeah. break the stereotype for what what's in their brain 
And when he's on the ball field and he's able to approach it the way we have learned to approach coaching, uh, you know, th th those other coaches see that. Those parents, they definitely soak that up and they see that. And and it puts a rock in their shoe. And they 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 think, hmm, well, that's a different way of, of doing it. And that's what it takes. Build a big, fat army of uh, of, of sound coaches, huh? Yeah, and I'm proud of the fact that he's in tune with his son, right? So he knew, like, he wasn't this, so many parents live through their kids. I'm like, oh, suck it up. You know, you're on a good team and you're winning games and this, that. No, he could see that his son was stressed and he could see that it was impacting him negatively. Um, and if it's not fun, don't do it. You know, if it's it's making your life worse or your quality of life not as, not as good as you want it, like, you got to make a change. It doesn't mean you have to stop playing the sport, but maybe it's not the right culture or the right place for you at that time in your life. Now, in a couple of years, maybe a son will be like, hey, dad, you know what? I think I can take those higher leverage pressure moments, but good on them, dude, because most parents, they're not leaving that club that's winning no matter what their kid's up to. It, it, um, it And it transcends baseball, transcends sports. I'm at a talent show watching my niece uh, sing a Beatles song. And there's a lot of uh, 12, 13-year-olds uh, that are, for the first time, on stage and the lights are on them and the microphone's there and they're playing the saxophone or playing the piano or singing noticeably uh, terrified, you know, all of them. And when a parent is just hanging on every note and just wishing, oh man, I hope don't, don't hit that wrong note or don't, don't make yep. that, that mechanical mistake. Oh, it's just so sad, you know, because they've got it backwards uh, before yeah. you do, you, before you look at any type of, uh, of, of mechanical skill, whatever it may be, um, take a step back and look at the big picture. When something really bad happens in, when they're in their mid-20s, they're going to have this experience of being terrified, petrified, people out there. Uh, and and they were able to battle and grind through this song and get through it uh, without you know passing out. Um, that's a huge deal. That is priceless. That's going to help them down the road. It's going to help them in that tough SAT test or that that uh, trying to get into the college or uh, uh, trying to get a job, uh, getting fired from a job. The experience is where it's at. So. Um, Coach Josh is able to look at that. He's able to look at that big picture first. Like, how is this one in five start? How is this 0 for 4 uh, with four strikeout day? How is this going to help down the road? Uh, sure, I know exactly what they're doing wrong. And and we'll we'll chat about that maybe tomorrow. We'll chat about you know what what the bat path is doing or what the balance is doing or what his front foot's doing. Um, but right now. Just being able to being able to allow your kid to not be perfect, to not have a perfect talent show or a perfect game and and allow them to fail and figure out their own way of bouncing back and responding. You used that word early, the response. Um, you're doing it with your kids, one in five start. How can they respond? And if it looks like they're all on going backwards on on this train going in reverse, Hey, let's have a heart to heart and let's check, uh, let's check where we're at. But um, I think that's huge, man. That, uh, and, and parents, 
that are hanging on to every pitch, they got it backwards. Yeah, I had a conversation with one of our athletes yesterday morning, and the discussion was based on like, we're talking about facing the velo machine. So high velo, we've got these really good driveline baseballs that aren't hard balls, but you can still use them in the machine. So if you don't square it up, it's not going to break your hand. You've probably seen it on Instagram. They, they work really, really well. So I bought a dozen of them. They worked so well. I bought five more dozen of them. And uh, I had an athlete who was struggling off the velo machine yesterday afternoon. And he he stayed calm. He wasn't showing any emotion. But what I told him was like, <clears throat> Hey, this is the natural progression. And you just kind of learn like kind of what effort you have to give to square that ball up. I mean, it's 90 plus miles an hour, 90 to 95. It's firm because we're not even 60 feet away going as fast as the machine will throw it. And I have them inch closer after each swing. So if you make contact, you move closer, closer, closer till you get right up by the machine. Remember the iron mics? This is what I used to do in college off an iron mic. I would just inch closer to it. Um, <clears throat> and he was swinging too hard. Right. So human nature is the guy's throwing our arm in a swing. I said, no, you just want to be short and quick, you less effort. Actually, you just want to touch it. So he struggled with it yesterday. No frustration, perfectly calm. And like I told him, if you don't quit, you can't be stopped. Well, today he absolutely dominated, hmm. you know, like, I mean, dominated the machine. And he's like, coach, I was way better than yesterday. I go, yeah, and it's going to be better next week and a week after that. Like you just keep going and you just keep processing information like okay how's my effort level okay that's too much i'm not squaring it up can i do less can i be shorter can i have a different thought you know and you just keep grinding through it and uh that's how you get better you 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 try to do things you can't do yet and then you figure out how to do them so the other thing and i'll, and I'll get kick it back to you i had one of my athletes who we were doing top hand bottom hand a few days ago uh, and obviously most hitters don't like their bottom hand most of them not all there's exceptions but that's their non-dominant hand traditionally unless they're a bat right throw left guy um so this was a bat right throw right guy so left hand he doesn't like well i go hey let's go into top hand bottom hand does his top hand goes right into two hand i go hey dude bottom hand he goes yeah i don't like doing bottom hand i go non-negotiable my guy like i know you don't like it no one likes working on their weaknesses but you grind through it so that your weakness becomes a strength or at least a, a neutral and then you're better for it you know, yep. uh, it's just grinding, dude. You know, it is grinding. Grind. Um, and it, I think the great coaches quietly find out why, like, like, and why is the bat going under the ball or why are we late or, or why are we throwing the ball high every pitch? Uh, you quietly find out why, but that, that comes way after you've built that trust and you've, you've let the child know you've let the teenager know there's unconditional love here nothing you can do and there's no mistake you can make uh, that's going to make me angry uh, all of these failures they're great they're a great thing this is how you're learning um, but once that trust is built then their ears are open and you can quietly find out the why um, I think we do that backwards a lot too we loudly uh, yell the what, uh, but let's quietly find out why. Uh, a great example um, is your your guy or your your young lady. They strike out four times and they are extremely late on all of it. Um, and during the game, you're yelling, uh, "You're late! Uh, be early, quicker, earlier." It's not going to work. Uh, hopefully, the trust has been built. 
where they can go for four, four strikeouts and uh, they can come to you and say, I feel terrible. And you can give them a hug and say, I've been there too. Let's chat about it tomorrow quietly. And then the next day, why are you late? Let's chat about it. I don't know. I'm a really good coach, but I don't know yet. What do you think? Why do you, why, why are you late? And then you can go step by step like you're doing with that pitching machine, just step by step. Like it's a ladder, you're coming, you're going up the stairwell, uh, and then you figure it out. Oh, I'm noticing this front foot. It's getting down a little bit late. Okay. Oh, I'm noticing that you're not loading into your back leg prior to the pitch. Okay. Right. So you're you're quietly figuring out the why. Um, and then the praise can be really loud once they they get through that hump. So um that's really all I have for today's episode. Uh, I wanted to highlight the WBC. Wanted to highlight Coach Josh uh, in Arlington, yeah. Texas, and uh, wanted to highlight your high school team. Yeah, proud of them how they responded. So, uh, anything uh, on your end? Close up shop. No, we finished up camp too. So we had four sessions of camp. Uh, partnered with U.S. Baseball Academy. So we had our last session uh, a few days ago, and. Uh, Went really well. So really proud of those kids. Had about 120 kids come through and um, they did a great job. They really improved through the four weeks. So that was really fun to see their progression and uh, challenging them to do a random act of kindness every week and that fun stuff too, of them getting to hear it, hear a different message, right? Of like, hey, win, lose, or draw. Are you kind? Are you being a good human? Um, and as they were all leaving, it was like, hey, don't forget to have a great attitude and be kind and uplift your teammates and you promise me you're going to keep doing random acts of kindness and all that good stuff. And just trying to just throw that kindness out into the community, you know, and, and they really improved too. Some of those kids had never played baseball. So it was really fun to see uh, one of the kids, Eric, the red, his nickname was Eric, the red first name, Eric, last name, George Alice, the sweetest kid I think I've ever met. And he's never played baseball. And so halfway through the first day on the first day of camp, he came up to me and he goes, coach, he goes, I was really nervous to come out here, but like, I'm having so much fun and just thank you for making this so fun. And I'm like, Eric, the red, you're my guy. Like, I'm, I'm so happy that I got to meet you, you know, and just breathing life in him and encouraging him. And by the end of it, he's just like, his attitude and his effort are just off the charts, you know? Uh, and so I told him that with his mom, I said, Eric, I'm so lucky to have met you. And I just want you to keep, keep, you continue with your attitude and this effort that you put forth in everything that you do. And you, you're going to have so much success. It's such a joy to coach you. Um, really cool. You know, you know how it is when you get around a bunch of babies that you've never met before. And they're just, every one of them brings something different. And there were some that I had challenges with, but you know what? I gave them a talk of like, Hey dude, like, come on, like we can be better than this right now. We can, we can pay attention a little bit more. We can give a little bit more effort. And then they did it. They responded. So, um, Really a blessing. Uh, very thankful for U.S. Baseball Academy to partner with us. Raised a lot of money for our baseball program. So very thankful for that. And we impacted some lives. It was great. a boy. And you're looking through the right lens with that age group. You want to leave a deep-rooted legacy. Uh, how do you make people feel? Yep. How do you make others feel? Uh, they walk away. They're going to remember that. Like, there's a reason uh, that I... I tell the Roberto Clemente story. Uh, and, and it's not the 3000 hits or the 12 gold gloves. It's, it's what he did to make other people feel joy and to feel seen. Um, same with Jim Abbott, 
the choices he made and, and he has caused other people to want to just fight and grind. We're going to have a guest on uh, in the coming weeks, had his leg amputated after a terrible boating accident, and he is determined uh, to make the ECU baseball team. Uh, he's getting a That's prosthetic great. today. He was going to be on the on the show today, but he had to get a prosthetic, a new leg. So uh, what a story. Uh, and uh, his name is, is Parker. And I tell you what, uh, I can't wait to have him on uh, because what uh, he must have had a coach when he was eight or nine uh, that looked through the lens of how are you impacting people and, and how how are you grinding? Uh, and, and that has helped him through this this very trying time so you want to leave a, a legacy uh then 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 be kind and treat people uh with respect and pay attention and make those great choices and spread joy um you're not going to leave a legacy by hitting a billion home runs all uh, right not not a deep one not as deep and uh and and long lasting as as the way you impact so um love it bang man bang 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 uh, my, my Sandlot tour for 2023, 65 cities, uh, it drops Sunday. Uh, we've got a little five day Ooh. countdown to, uh, all the dates I've been working tirelessly for the last three months. I can't wait to, uh, give a shout out to each and every boots on the ground. Uh, and I'll do that in my post on, on Sunday, uh, with the flyer of all the different cities and, and the dates. Uh, but I mean, there's 65 people that slid into my DMs and, uh, and we got on the phone and we started talking about uh, how to set up this sandlot at their league and uh, man fired up to release so cool. it to the world. And, and uh, I messaged, I, uh, I sent the flyer to Bupa's family. And if you don't know who Bupa is, uh, just look at my YouTube. Uh, it's a $20,000 story uh, of, of a man who, who passed away from cancer, but, before he died, he wanted to uh, he wanted to send some money my way, uh, so I could I could uh, coach kids, and uh, he really got this whole ball rolling. And his family was so supportive to get the Sandlot tour up and running, uh, and and now we're 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 all over North America. So fires me up, buddy. Um, impact, right, Bupa? It yes, wasn't sir. the home runs. It was uh, that that act of kindness, that that random act of kindness uh, to uh, to want to do something for a total stranger. So enjoy the WBC. Uh, and next week for episode 60, uh, it's going to be a fun one. The Aussie, Peter Moylan, uh, pitched for the Braves. Now he's a broadcaster for the Braves. Uh, just the most beautiful accent in the world. And uh, I mean, get get ready to laugh. It's going to be ridiculous good can't wait at a boy have a good week there have a great week got gibby here and a boy gibby gibby chilling in my lap the whole episode let's go good job so sweet bang <laughs>